Hi, this is Billie Jean Hyde, and this is SEO in 2023. Billie, what's your number one SEO tip for 2023? My tip is using user-focused uh, research to improve the search quality thresholds. User-focused research. Okay, so let's maybe dive into the why to begin with. Why carry out user-focused research? Well, it's it's absolutely mega important to ensure whatever you're putting out there online meets the purpose of, of your users and actually is helpful and isn't counterproductive. Ever since the uh, helpful content update that was announced in August 2022, it's become a much more important factor within SEO. It was always incredibly important to have helpful content. However, now it's actually become a quality indicator for Google when they are doing their indexing and as they are basically just doing what they do it's absolutely vital and by including the user and putting them at the forefront means that you will rank better and convert more because you are providing a much more focused successful strategy essentially okay so that's the why so let's move on to the how how do you carry out user focused research so there's lots of ways that you can do this and prioritize this for myself I always advise and advocate for people to do this right from the beginning of any SEO strategy. So when you are doing that keyword research, you need to add a few extra steps right there at the start. So let's say you've got to the point where you've got a big list of of keywords that you are wanting and considering targeting and you are nearly at a point where you're going to start mapping them to the pages of your site. So we've got past the point of search volumes. We know the keyword difficulty and anything else that you might look at, but we can't just then map the keywords to the pages. That is not enough to ensure we're doing something helpful. What we need to do is manually go through all of those keywords. We need to actually search them. You'd be surprised how little some SEOs actually search for the keywords that they wanted to target. We need to ensure that those keywords are actually in line with what your page offers, what you offer, and what's actually there in search. So are you seeing a lot of blog posts, product pages? What SERP features are there? there. You need to factor all of this in before you make a decision and start that mapping process. And by understanding that search landscape, you'll be able to create a much more specific and factored in strategy. And also you'll start to realize that maybe search volumes don't necessarily matter all that much because Google and other tools that do monitor search volumes can't always provide a full set of every single search term and give a search volume for this. This is something that Google has said themselves that they don't, that, that it's not something feasible to do. So sometimes they'll show you a search term that has a zero search volume. Then if you do use tools to actually look at the traffic that the pages that rank for those get, actually they do provide a lot of traffic. So we can't just trust volumes anymore. We need to trust what's out there in the landscape and be able to make sure our pages are in line with them and providing strong, helpful, useful content of whatever type it is, products, categories, 
blog posts, FAQs, anything. It needs to be in line with what the user is searching. And by being able to do that means that we're able to hit those quality indicators that Google uses much better. And you will rank higher, you will convert more by doing maybe a few extra hours of research right there at the start. Great argument. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm completely on board with you when you say search volumes don't really matter that much. There are, as you say, many inverted commas I'm doing in here, zero volume keywords that exist. So a couple of quick follow-up questions. Number one, you mentioned that um, you can use tools to actually find traffic volume for allegedly zero volume keywords. So can firstly, what tools do you use? And then secondly, if you can't find any keyword volume, but you're still convinced that a keyword is the right to be attempting to rank for, how do you persuade stakeholders in an organization that you should be spending time doing this if you, if you can't demonstrate how much keyword volume is available? For the first question there, um, some of the tools that you can use that I've personally used to do this are things like Ahrefs and SEMrush. You can search a term you can see the traffic that's there rather than the search volumes and there's some search terms that I've seen where they, it's adamant there's no search volume but if you actually click into them and look at the data they're actually bringing in traffic of like hundreds to thousands of clicks so having that data that will help convince stakeholders that it is something worth trying to achieve however I understand that that's not always enough a stakeholder most of the time will see a search volume of zero and because they're not SEOs will be like, what is the point then? And it, it becomes a bit of an uphill battle. How I would recommend that is do that research, find something that, that feels like a really good avenue for you to try and just maybe do it on one or five pages to start with. And when that is actually bringing in organic traffic, say, look, we've spoke about this once. We have done it in a very small scale alongside of, of the wider work we've been doing and we actually are seeing results so let's make this more widespread let's invest a significant amount of time into this because search volumes these days are becoming less and less relevant and we can we can see the proof and having data and proof will always give you the tools that you need to convince somebody if they're dead set against it you're never going to win but you really do need to try. Yeah, I love that idea to persuade stakeholders. Uh, you're never necessarily going to persuade them to commit to, say, a six-month project to begin with. But if you can have a small trial to demonstrate your hypothesis to begin with, to show them, actually, even though this tool says zero search volume, it's going to bring in this level of success. And because I've really had a think about researched the level of users, the type of users that this type of keyword phrase is likely to bring in is going to convert better as well. Talking about users, I suppose the optimum way of determining who your users are and what they want is to actually have a conversation with them. Do you ever try to do that? Do you ever advocate doing that, having real live conversations with prospects or customers? Absolutely. Especially when in the, many moons ago, I worked in-house as an SEO and the opportunity was much easier than what you may be offered as an agency SEO. But for in-house, you have so much access to actually communicate with customers. And if your business is very community focused and based, that's a really good way to actually reach out to people. 
um, and get to know them a bit better. Definitely do it. Find opportunities where you can. I understand every business is different, so I don't know the nuances of actually being able to communicate with your with your users. It could be through forms. It might be actually by being able to actually interview them and sit down and talk to them. And my best advice if you are agency-based is something that works really well for myself. So Billy, being user-focused, that always makes me think of the importance of actually having conversations with users, one-on-one conversations. And to a certain degree, if people tell you things personally, then that's got to be the best quality information. Do you actually advocate having one-on-one conversations with users as well? Absolutely. It's mega important to really understand your target market. So previously I have worked in-house and it was very easy for me to access the actual user base because it had was a very community focused company that I worked for. So it was a case of actually being able to physically reach out and have those conversations with them. And they were very keen to help improve that company and its products. Every business is different and the process to actually speak in with users may differ but it is worth doing whether it's through polls actually having those one-on-one conversations or surveys you can get information that way if you are agency-based it is significantly harder to work with your clients customer base what i have had a lot of success for especially with SaaS or b2b companies is by reaching out Um, to my client and then asking can I speak to your customer service or complaints team and then actually sitting down and having conversations and learning about frustrations from the person that actually hears them and then factoring in those learnings into the to the SEO process. I love that. I love that. So if you've got a new client, don't just speak to your direct contacts. Don't just speak to the marketers in your organisation. Ask to speak to the customer service team and you might get an entirely different insight into what customers actually are concerned about. What's one specific example of something that you did learn from a customer complaints team, customer service team that um, you just didn't know beforehand? I've learned so much so um, trying to pick one example this one customer service complaint team actually were getting complaints because they the business and the service they provided were made it available so people could put in certain like publish information on the, their website and share that but for, for a cost and there were two processes of you being able to publish this content through this site you could either phone up and sit and go through and read out exactly what you wanted word by word or you could do it online and the business itself were really pushing for those online availabilities and be fit for it to go that way so they didn't need to have that uh, physical resource but the frustration they were actually getting a lot is they'd start doing that process and the website was really slow and they'd be going through and putting through the content they wanted to publish and the website had actually time out and it'd never get published and it was just like a recurring service. But because the, the payment and everything was going through a third party, the business weren't actually picking up that that issue was there. So the people would try and try and try and give up and then find out that they can phone up to do it. And then they'd phone up and be like, I've been trying for hours to do this. I've been wasting my time. And they'd put a lot of this frustration onto the, the customer facing salesperson and the, the wider business was completely unaware because these complaints weren't passed on because afterwards they just hand wrote that content, published it and then 
the problem was out of the way. It was a severe communication issue that was going on with them. But it also showed there was big technical problems. There were prob- things that the SEOs could help fix, that we could better signpost when those issues happened to that number and things like that, rather than it, it being such a faff. And being able to do that by having them conversations meant we could solve it. If we didn't, it'd probably still keep on going until someone got to like boiling point about it and took it to social media or something. Great, great example. And I tell you what, this demonstrates that an SEO can greatly assist with many other areas in the business as well. It's not just about using customer service, using customer complaints team to figure out new keyword opportunities is actually taking the data that you have from the searches that you know people do for the business and then having a meeting with product development and showing them that these are searches that people are actually doing at the moment. These are things that people want, you know, perhaps this should be on the product roadmap for the future. Exactly. And this issue influenced the content creation we was doing there as well. So we could create something user focused because we knew there were a pain point we knew this there were a timeline till this were going to actually get resolved um it weren't as high priorities it should have been so we could create something be like instead of it just being a click to do this we could create a landing page and add an extra step to the process but signpost that that person service was there at the moment and also create a better user journey and whilst we were working on this and we created this page we could actually we we positively impact the conversions because instead of someone clicking the link trying and then giving up the person had clicked the link get back to that landing page and be like okay that they can find that number easier but the business before kind of kept that a bit secret so we positively increased those sales by finding a problem and not even fixing the problem uh, just by creating something that actually helps the user. So you've shared what SEOs should be doing in 2023. Now let's talk about what SEOs shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023? SEOs absolutely should not be doing. I think this is probably something that's said every single year, but going forward with the the helpful content update, everything that's happening, um, it means search and the entire search landscape could change in the next year because if content becomes more helpful, it means there's going to be how things have crawled and indexed is going to be changed. The entire, everything's going to change there basically. And Google's going to be able to quickly find something that's significantly more beneficial to the user. And that is going to kill off people copying and pasting, running something through a paraphrasing tool and publishing it. That is going to have to die out because that is not how search works anymore. And search is only going to get more advanced. With this new quality indicator, it's getting more advanced. It's getting more human. It is about humans. And by churning out rubbish, it's just not going to fly anymore. You're not going to see the results you did in 2022. It's definitely got better in the past 10 years it's going to get so so much more concise and it's going to lead to such big changes at google so just stop copying what others do and talk about what you do well and help your users great advice billy hyde is the learning and development manager at salt.agency billy thanks so much for being part of seo in 2023 thank you 
Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com. 